welcome back to Bayou Chronicles. We are your host. I'm Crystal. And I'm Bethany. And first of all, we'd like to wish everyone a happy Mother's Day. Especially a happy Mother's Day to those who celebrate um, that have a mama no longer with us, like me. Um, May today be everything you need it to be. I usually, this is sad, but I usually just ignore social media on this day um i feel like that's gonna be my mom she's already like gearing up this is her first mother's day without without her mom yeah well i'll remember to reach out to your mom today that's why i said when we're home we should just do because we're literally getting there the day before the day she passed oh yeah i said we should just have family dinner just like yeah not think about it but also think about it at the same time you know Mm -hmm. i'll reach out to your mama then today i'll just have to remind myself what this is really weird and a side note for this whole podcast, but, like, what day is Mother's Day? Because I know this is coming out on a day, but I don't know what day this May is coming 8. out. This May is 8. coming out okay. May day. Just so <laughs> y'all know, just so y'all know, some weeks we record a couple weeks ahead just because, like, schedule, schedule conflicts and stuff. But this, yes, today is Mother's Day. When you're listening to this, but it's today for us is not Mother's Day. <laughs> Sorry, um, just... Yeah, ignore all that. It's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Um, as a little little brief announcement, just a reminder, next Sunday we will not be having a podcast episode. Since it is a five-Sunday month, this month we are taking a week off. Um, I actually will be out of town that Sunday, so it just worked out perfectly. Yeah, we kind of agreed from now on if there's five weeks in a month, which it's like, it's like every other month I think it, it happens. We're just going to take one of those weeks off. Yeah, just to not have to stress. Because um, then we're usually always scrambling to find an episode an extra to episode. fill that yeah. spot. Um, but anyway, other little business. Thank you to all of our new listeners. Um, our numbers the past two weeks, as of, not as of this coming out, but really as of recording, have jumped way up. We know it has a lot to do with the feature that we had in the Shreveport Times that was released about us. Um, so we know that had a lot to do with it. And if that is why you're here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for following along and giving us a listen. Um, if you've been here a while, same thing. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. We appreciate it. Um, also be sure to mark your calendars um, for the 22nd of this month. We will be doing our Twitch stream over on Twitch. Um, Bethany is going to tell us all about the Sleepy Time Tea cult. And by Sleepy Time Tea, I literally mean like the brand yeah, of the, tea. the tea brand. Yes, like the tea brand you see on your store. Like you can go in the store and it pick has it up. the little, the little cute, bear. The cute little bear. With a little hat. hat. And he's sitting by the fire. Yeah, apparently we're not going to want to buy this tea after you're, this. So I promise you're not. <laughs> so, um, Bethany is also telling me constantly and keeping me updated with how many followers we have on stuff. I don't look at that stuff. She does, and I'm appreciative of that. (laughs) Um, But we are really close to hitting our 50 follower goal on Twitch. Um, If you've been here a while, you know that just listening to us and hanging out is cool, but following us is what helps us get to our affiliate status. So go hit the little heart. You will get an update and get like a little push notification when we are live. And yeah, you can help us yeah, out. Yeah, little, little shout out to Billy's mom. Billy and Shane's mom. They follow, she followed <gasps> us on Twitch. Yes. 
Um, she's, she's the like, woman that I'm gonna have to play D and D with. Yes, and she's already invited us over for dinner. Yes. So, but yeah, so um, excited. She so didn't. Excited. She didn't know. She listens to the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, so thank you for that second mother. I call her. Oh, okay. Um, I love lots of. Mo- I have <laughs> like a million second moms. So if we hit it off, you're gonna be a second mom. But yeah, um, Billy was telling her that we also do the twitch stream so mm-hmm. she made a twitch to follow my personal twitch account mm-hmm. and then when billy told that she went and followed the podcast twitch that's one. amazing and she said she's looking forward to the next I, stream it's times like this that i really wish my <clears throat> mom was still here because i when i tell you my mom would be like the, the biggest, biggest supporter, supporter yeah. like my mom between my mom and your mom like we'd be set we would yeah. be set like it's hilarious when I think about it, but um, we are also really close to um, beating our goal of followers on Twitter, and we beat our goal on YouTube, so we're doing good. Anyway, follow us wherever you can. Anyway, on today's episode, Bethany is going to tell us a little spooky spook folklore. She did warn me that it's not very scary, um, but we'll find out. We'll find out. Ah, uh, yeah. So we're gonna go all the way to California for this um, folklore. Did they, did we get this one from our? This is board? from our list. I okay. already knew about it. I've already watched tons of every like taps, ghost hunters, ghost adventures. With ghost hunter taps, is the same thing. <laughs> you guys know it, they started as. Ghost, Ghost Hunters, Hunters, and then and they the changed to taps. taps. They both did separate episodes for the Winchester House, and then Ghost Adventures, you know, Zach, did their thing. Zach went and did it and was dramatic and stuff. No! Oh Aaron, my god! Aaron, go in that room down that hall by yourself. Did you yourself. hear that? Did you, did you hear that? Off, turn the camera on and just sit in the corner <laughs> and ask for demons to come, Aaron. You'll be fine. Go in there. Oh my god. Uh, did you know you could, I know this is like six minutes of intro and y'all hate us for this, but did you know you could pay to go ghost hunting with like professional ghost hunters? I mean, I'm sure they want to make go. money from anything. I so. Anyway, so we're going to go to California. Here we go. Go for it. Yeah, and I just want to preface this by saying Crystal was right. <laughs> this has always been spooky, and then there's the Winchester movie. Uh-huh. It's really spooky. You can watch it. I actually don't know where it's on right now. You know what? I'm gonna Amazon? Say, I'm going to say this now. Do you realize that every time we do one of these folklores, we're like, this is not as scary as well, we a, thought it was. I just want y'all to know that you do know that's what a folklore is, right? Yeah. It's a lore. It's it's basically a, a bard a ghost, out there. A ghost story. A bard out there was sitting with his his little guitar and he was singing a song. And it You're made, making a D&D reference. Yes, I'm making a D&D <laughs> reference. <laughs> He was out there strumming his guitar, making a story, and then the lore came out of it, and this is how we feeling get very story. Witcher vibes too. Yes, so it is. I got Witcher vibes from um, putting down. And you guys know that I very much believe in the paranormal. Crystal is definitely like since we started this podcast, become more you know in tuned with it and no, got okay, look, into it. I believed Leave it, it before. Yeah. I believed it before and was super intrigued by it, but was like. Eh, know if that's like i was a cautious skeptic now yeah i believe it i'm the person that stuff happens to me all the time 
all the time. I see people in my house all the time. And sometimes I wonder if I am a little bit schizophrenic. And that's not <laughs> me, like, being funny. Like, I genuinely sometimes am curious. If they start talking to me, then I will Oh, if they were talking be to you, Bethany, I would never come to your house But I see people. Again. I see people all the time. Sometimes me and Crystal are just sitting here in the office and my printer goes off. Oh, God. So, up two episodes so ago. ago. Yeah. Um, but I'm that person that I am going to dig. I'm going to do research. I'm going to debunk and unfortunately the winchester house is something that you can debunk and it was a lot of hearsay and rumors and it is a folklore but it is off of our folklore chart i just pointed to it i know you guys can't see me i don't know why i just did that but it's in our office we posted about it before we picked it i think we've done 10 now i think this is yeah the 10th so. one um but let's cue it was more than 40 because it's not one for every state State. oh yeah there is there is some with multiple i think california has like three oklahoma has two california has four oh gosh one two three four okay we have a lot to go yeah yeah there are some that have multiple but we've done 10 this is our 10th one but cue the scary music you know we're like um today we're going to talk about the winchester house in san jose california a lot of the times you'll see it mentioned as the winchester mystery house because okay. you actually can go there today and they do tours i think monday through friday mm, um, fancy. yeah and it is a 24 thousand square foot jesus home. Yes, it Who is beautiful. It is beautiful. Crystal would love this house. Oh, yes, I would. It is so. It is very much just. When was it built? That's all it needs to tell me if it's beautiful or not. Eighteen ninety five. Yep, I guarantee you, I'd love it. Well, it started in eighteen ninety five, and it was a small farmhouse, so it was actually older than that. Oh, but she geez. started expanding and renovating oh. it in eighteen ninety five. So I would guess I should have looked that up. I guess probably. 1870, 1860, probably when the original, I would love the it. original foundation. I would love it. If someone could just find me a it's nice, old... It's still there. It's still amazing That trade. I can afford. I can't afford a 24,000 square foot house. Yeah. Not this one. <laughs> it's expensive. She spent a lot of money on it. But um, it, it sold for not even... It, I don't know how some stuff works, how realtor properties work. But I'm going to just go ahead and give some stuff away she bought it originally for a chunk of money she put five million dollars into this house. oh my god five million dollars over like 20 30 years it's like 25 years Jesus. and it, after she passed it sold for five thousand five thousand five thousand dollars it auctioned off for five thousand dollars okay was, yeah okay. it was bought i can afford that yeah, but $5 million in your house is only worth five. It's because of the way it is and how she designed it. Oh, sure. And it's not, it's not for everybody, but... It's for me. $5 Anyways, the Winchester is fairly known. I mean, I hope when I mention this, y'all all know that I'm... I thought the I'm, gun. Yes. Okay. You're not wrong. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. But it's also their last name. I assumed. Yes. A lot of I stuff. Assumed. A lot of people are vain. They invent something. And they're like, slap. I'm going to put my name on it. It's going to be named after me, which I get it. I do think sometimes oh, so it's a like little weird. so like Smith & Wesson gun? Was that Smith created and by... Wesson. <gasps> Smith & Wesson. Oh, people. Oh, people. Have you're, you're sitting here listening to two women talking about guns that have 
probably very little knowledge on it. So I know there's some men that are like <laughs> heavy like breathing heavy in that corner. How do they not know this? Downstairs in their in their corner basement and like you know. Think Anyways. about like the uh, South Park episode with the. Oh God, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> Anyways, the Winchester house, but also yes, the rifle. Um, it's not specific. Yes, it's Winchester rifle, but that's the company. Mm-hmm. It's the Henry rifle. Okay, I know sometimes people cool beans, but I just yeah. shoot guns when people have them and say, "Hey, do you want to go shoot a gun?" Exactly. And I'm like, "Yeah, I do it." All the first shot, gun. The first shun. The first shun I got. The first shun. The first shun sure I got. <laughs> Good job. Good job. <laughs> the first gun I shot was a shotgun. I don't even remember so. that. I think the first gun I ever shot was just a regular handgun. I think. And then my papa carries a 1945, I think, pistol with him all the time anywhere. Since I was a child, I thought everybody's papa carried a gun on them. Absolutely not. And he calls her Bertha. Absolutely not. Um, all of my grandfather's guns were always locked in a safe i technically knew where the key was i wasn't supposed to but i knew where the key was but i was smart enough to be like <laughs> we don't touch i think those. it was his childhood a lot especially when he was a teenager he got jumped a few times and, oh yeah and that mugged. might change some things my dad so. my dad never carried one my dad had like an open carry permit but he didn't like carry it on his body that often so. he'd use it while he was traveling because yeah rough childhood you know parent that beat you and then you get jumped a couple of times yeah that would that would change some things for you. he's always had it yeah we currently have no guns in our house because when my dad died we took them all out and because there was a bunch of mentally unstable people including myself living in the house and i was like let's not have that in my house i have a ruger that i keep in the jeep just for zach's peace of mind i have old lefty and righty if i need her need them yeah um old thunder and lightning but i keep it it's in the jeep and then we have one rifle that's locked up we have to redo our um permits for our guns that this whole thing reminded me of that because we got that in the mail the other day that's why we don't have a lot i mean we don't really want a lot but you have to go through a lot of paperwork (sighs) with the paperwork with just the state and the base i mean i don't i mean i don't mind let let me say that i do not mind the paperwork i do not mind the paperwork i think paperwork should be done i think we should they should all be registered it's just what we're just saying. It's a lot of work. Yes. Anyways, Winchester, yes, gun, house, same, same, but different. Um, same, same, hope but different. Go, hope y'all get that reference. I love that. Same, same, but different. Ooh. They hate us because they ain't us. Um, I love <laughs> I that. don't get the reference, what? but I'm here the for The interview? you never seen that movie with Seth Wait, Rogen? about North Korea? Yes. I've seen that once, but not enough to quote it or know <gasps> a reference. hilarious. Do you ever feel... Like a plastic bag. I mean, it was a funny movie, but it's been, like, I literally hadn't watched it since it first came out on Netflix. I just love that they made Kim Jong-un love Katy Perry in it. And, like, <laughs> he was, like, karaokeing and playing basketball. It was just... I have a vague recollection of, recollection of that, but I do want to watch it again. Anyways, jeez Louise, this is, we're 15 minutes in and we've... Not even started. Anyways. I'm sorry for this episode, people. Anyways... It is a very famous house that was built by Sarah Winchester, and it is supposedly one of the most haunted houses in America, um, allegedly. And you're going to tell us why. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why. 
and it very well could be. I'm not saying that this house is not haunted. I think at least every house in America has some kind of heebie-jeebie, something happened. A ghost, ghost could be anywhere. A ghost can follow you. A spirit can be attached to you. It doesn't necessarily have to be the house. But there just wasn't a lot of evidence besides, you know, overdramatic Zach Baggins telling Aaron to run around this house and film it. Talk to demons. But William Winchester was born June 22nd, 1837 in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, This is also very off the wall and random. But this guy had the craziest looking beard. You should really Google him. I'm going to Google that right now while you're talking. That I've ever seen. I've never seen a beard like this. Um, There was like nothing in the middle. So like here on his chin. He had a mustache. Nothing on his chin. And then these really long side. Like like, what are they called? Like Kind of like mutton chops. Yeah. But like extreme. And then there was nothing here. Like nothing on his chin. Nothing right here. Like he I shaved just butchered it. his last name, but I'm looking it up. But I just had to include that because he definitely oh, that's had, cool. He definitely had a distinct look. I'm not saying it's in a bad way. I'm just saying I've literally never seen a his beard. His middle name is Wirt. Yes, that's horrible. I am yes. so sorry. Okay, so William was the son of Oliver Winchester. His father Oliver was the owner of the U.S. Patent number 5501 and that patent was in control of all the rights to the henry rifle and specifically or the winchester rifle okay several different originally henry rifle they kind of took the patent took over the company and sometimes it's referred to as the winchester rifle okay um they owned the winchester repeating arms company okay they sold and dealt with a lot of guns like for the army for the government for people that just were wanting to you know buy a gun Mm -hmm. you more than likely bought a gun from their company and now they have kind of solidified into like popular culture like when you think gun you associate gun winchester. with winchester yes okay um they knew people like to bear arms they knew that wars were happening you know back then we had uh well not yet this was 1860s but you know a couple of wars were about to get going here and they were kind of planning for the future and they what's one thing that pe- that sells very easily guns, guns. Especially in where we're at right now, this whole little area down here is just a pl- uh, just a honeypot. You turn a corner, there's a gun somewhere. I feel on, like in on the either sa- hip. I, I feel like in the South, guns don't have a political party. Everybody, likes everybody, guns. yeah, that's true. Like you, like that's always, true. like if you go far enough left, you get your guns back. That's true. And they were up north. Yeah, they were in New Haven. They were in Baltimore, and then they later moved to New Haven, Connecticut, and they still were selling a lot of. Everybody, there. everybody, so likes everybody, guns. everybody, and we, everybody, get a gun. Okay? Hey, get a gun. You want a gun? Anyways, you get a gun. Everybody anyways, get a gun. So holding a huge stock in this company heavily paid off then, and still continued to pay off over the decades, oh, and even I now. Bet. I bet. Um, William became the heir of the company when his father died in 1881. Okay. Um, so him and Sarah had been married for about 20 years. Okay. And some stuff had happened, and I'll talk about it. Um, they actually have a really sad story. Aww. But so. William's dad, Oliver, died in 1881, like the beginning of 1881. And just three months after inheriting the company, 
William fell. I don't know what that. I'm assuming that was my husband. Or there's some kind of weird animal downstairs. I apologize. It's always a fun little venture on this podcast. What are you going to hear in the background? Anyways, so three months after Oliver died, Mm -hmm. William became ill with tuberculosis. Oh. And died. Oh, that's sad. Three months later after inheriting this company worth millions of dollars. Oh, my God. He was just 43 years old. Tuberculosis was taking out a lot of people back then. Oh, yeah. A lot of people died from tuberculosis, unfortunately. They didn't really... This was 1881. That's a nasty way to go. Yeah, it's very... Yeah, it's tough. Um, But Sarah Winchester, William's wife, would inherit the $20 million company. And this is just half. This is half. So So she only got half of it. I think the other half went to his other half of the family, rightfully so. Like, Uh your daughter-in-law shouldn't get, like, the The whole whole company. But she got 50% of the company in the stocks. Um... Which I'm very ignorant. Wait, was that is that twenty million in today's money or that? No, money? that's back then. I'm about to give you guys some numbers. <laughs> oh that's back then in 1881, God. and I'm also very ignorant. I didn't know stocks and bonds were a thing yet. I thought that was the 1900s, but apparently stocks and bonds. I've never thought about it, so I, I never would have. Another thing. Paid attention. You, another thing you guys can roast me about. I did not. I genuinely did not know. I literally. Thought, I don't think I've ever thought. I thought about it was it. like 19. 10 1920 when like stocks started becoming like a major thing but apparently back in 1881 she inherited 50 percent of the stocks and 50 percent of the company and it was 20 million dollars so that means this company was worth 40 million dollars in 1881 jesus so 20 million dollars back in 1881 would be about 563 million dollars today. So it would be the equivalent of a billion, billion dollars for the whole company in 1881. Holy Gun sell crap. y'all. This family was so smart. I can't even be mad at them. That is a crap. Even though there's ton a lot of, of controversy around about this family because a lot of people died during the wars from this gun. All I'm sitting here thinking but is, who needs that much, much money? money? Like, what would you do? I'd give it away. I always say that. I would. You're, I'm just going to give some stuff away. You're going to love this woman at the end. Okay, I'm You're excited. going to fall. They really try and paint a bad picture of her, especially in California. Of course, it's California. When she moves to California. Mm-hmm. Right now, she's still in Connecticut. But at the end of this, I promise, y'all are going to love, I hope. I'm sitting here thinking about I wrote how it, I would spend my Yeah. I wrote this in a different way. I really wanted to write this in a different way because a lot of other podcasts, I listened to a couple of paranormal podcasts about this, documentaries, Zach Baggins. Um, <laughs> they really paint her as this crazy woman that's just like overly depressed, which she probably was. Her husband died, you know, and stuff like that. But really, though, she was just really sweet, and you're going you're gonna to love her. If you heard that noise yeah. just a second ago, I accidentally hit the microphone trying to make sure that our iPad didn't... Um, die so if you heard like a a noise that was me i'm sorry sarah could do literally anything that she wanted she had just inherited 20 million dollars 563 million dollars today her one true love though had passed away she was she was heartbroken and it was kind of sudden he got tuberculosis and then just three months he died from it that's so sad and his dad had literally just died too so oh my gosh um, and that's not even the saddest part. Roughly, like, 15 years before that, they had a daughter named Annie that passed away shortly after her oh. birth in 1866. She was just a month old. She had some kind of 
disease back then. This was 1866. I mean, they didn't know much. Now we know what it is today. I cannot pronounce the name. It starts with an M. They thought Alex had it. Was He was in a baby, but it turned out he was just Tell like. Tell me why you said it starts with an M and I thought of mesothelioma. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, no. It's like maso, masomamar. Mom. I'm just going to stop. It's some kind of thing about. where your stomach does not digest anything. Oh, that sucks. So you can't poop, you can't pee, the nutrients, the enzymes aren't filtering through your kidneys. That's rough. They're not going through your colon, you know, you're not passing anything. It just somewhat stays inside of you. So she ended up passing away at one month old. So, and they never had any more kids. It was just too much for Sarah. And then he ends up getting sick and dying and now now she's with this money and like everybody should be like well she should be happy she's got 20 million notes she was the she was lonely that money did nothing for her all of her family had already left left the the north and had moved to other parts of the area so and then his father had died yeah so she didn't really have any of his family to be around her daughter passed now her husband passed and she's like well i have all this money you know, what should I do with it? And they they really do have a sad story. But after William's death in 1881, Sarah needed a new start. And she did stay in Connecticut for mm, about 10 years mm-hmm. after that. Kind of running the business. Kind of trying to figure out. She was going to sell their home and like his parents' home. Mm-hmm. That was there. Just trying to... It takes a while, y'all, and it, I guess it took her 10 years. And it, this is back in the 1800s. I'm sure travel wasn't like, you know. You can't hop on a plane. Flick. Yeah. So um, she needed to get away from Connecticut. It, it held too much pain, memories for her, rightfully so. That's where her daughter's buried. Yeah. Um. So there's a ton of speculation on why Sarah went from the East Coast all the way across to, you know, the West Coast to California. That's a big, you know, jump, Connecticut to California. And it was not anything supernatural, y'all. People are monetizing off of this poor lady's story. And it was, you know, I've always, I've always, you know, that story, Winchester House is haunted. And she was by a ghost. But when I really did my time and my research and looked up into her story, um, it's honestly kind of sad because it's just people making stuff up. She didn't. It was just she had no family left in Connecticut. And she had family in California, so she was like, I'm, I have money. I can go buy a house yeah, there. she can I do can, it if she wants. I can travel, so that's basically She probably what she did, did that because it just made it, it was a distraction for her. Well, what it was is she had two sisters, and they both lived in California. Oh, okay. And one of her sister's husbands was either a professor or the president of the college there in Mm -hmm. San Jose. I can't remember. Or, like, the Bay Area, you know, like San Francisco, stuff like that, Mm -hmm. the Bay Area. Um, So she was like, all right, I'm just going to pack my bags. And she made the move in 1895. She was 56 years old at this point. Oh, wow. She was kind of at her point in life. I've lived. I've lost a lot. I've got this money. I'm ready to move, be closer to my sisters, get a house, and kind of just settle down for my remaining years because back then you didn't really you didn't know how long you were gonna live you didn't know you what you were gonna get you got disease you didn't know know they could cure it yeah until it's too late tummy ache might not be a tummy ache it might be something else but yeah sarah purchased a small farmhouse in san jose california 
the farmhouse is what we have today. Um, it had potential for expansion and enough land for her sisters to also live with her if they wanted to. Oh my god, it's like our dream it situation. I thought of the same thing. They didn't end up doing that, oh, well, but she out. always gave them the opportunity. They had their own homes. Yeah. Um, her one sister's husband was very like very well off, so they already had a very nice home. Um, but yeah, you know, it was that's very sweet. I mean, she had inherited a buttload of money. She could afford to build like anything. She could build them new houses. She could build the whole town new houses. Yeah. She had five hundred sixty-three million dollars. Well, in today's money. But still, But still, geez. $20 million back then in the 1800s, that's a lot a of money. Lot. I don't even know what I would, I don't know, I don't know. And at that time, she was actually one of the wealthiest women in the world. That's crazy. In the world, not just the United States, in the world. That's pretty powerful, actually. And I did do some research from y'all, um... Math is kind of my thing. Um, it's not mine. It was my minor in college. My major was English. So I did some numbers, ran some numbers, looked some things up, kind of used some. There's kind of a website you can go that does stuff like this where it'll calculate. You put in a number, you mm. put in the time, and then you put today's date, and it calculates. So back then, in 1895 specifically, she made roughly $1,000 a day until the day she died in 1922. Jesus. That is about $25,000 today. <sighs> so $25,000 a day. Oh, my gosh. $50,000 in two days. I could buy a house in a week a hundred thousand dollars in four days i could literally buy a house in a week mm-hmm. oh my god yeah and that's just from half the company oh so if you had the full company you could make what jeez i 50, hate 000. money i hate money so much it really do- i have this conversation a lot i wish we could go back to the barter system i, I, do I wish we could just get rid of money in general but we will not because there's too much people that are greedy people are greedy yeah i could like if we if we just had we're like you know like we had had to like trade our skills and our our yeah whatever our goods for things why we ever got rid of that i will why we ever had to capitalism physical money in our hand i don't know i don't anyways another topic for a different day okay let's get to the actual house the winchester mystery house all throughout my research it was basically people painting sarah as this crazy woman constantly on the run from ghosts like they had this big story that that's why she left connecticut ghosts were haunting her because her family or her husband's family had made this rifle and they owned this rifle and a lot of people in the war had died from this rifle and the people that died from this rifle were haunting her does that not sound silly y'all it does and like when i was a kid this did scare me like the winchester house scared me and the thought of it and stuff that it did but i don't know anyways i can see it but there's really no hard solid proof like there was no reports from sarah herself none of her family members ever heard her talk about this um just it's literally hearsay even though every ghost hunting show has done an episode like i said literally at the winchester house they didn't really find much either i mean you know it's typical sounds and you know voices and stuff but what like i said what house doesn't i literally think every house has at least one ghost but anyways really sarah just seemed like a woman that genuinely enjoyed architecture 
she loved architecture like over the years when she got this money um and had this opportunity and she was looking at other houses she had blueprints and ideas that they found after she died that she never got to like not her house but she wanted to go to other areas in california she wanted to have this big historical castle built with a moat actually around it oh wow to kind of portray how they lived back in medieval times she really liked medieval times it was something that really piqued her interest in the architecture and stuff but she worked on her home so long and she got older that she never got to do this Mm -hmm. other project but it'd be it would be kind of cool if they took those blueprints and maybe did it that'd be cool one day but I don't know. And she didn't want it to be one that somebody lived in. She wanted it to be like just somewhere that you go and visit visit and enjoy and, you know, kind of look at the architecture and enjoy it and stuff. But yeah, she had all this money. She didn't like cookie cutter homes. She had a very like kind of like you there is a certain house that she wanted to make for herself mm-hmm. and no other house was going to do it for her. Mm-hmm. And this is basically how we get Winchester House. And she was going to transform this farmhouse, this little tiny farmhouse on this big plot of land into something amazing. And Sarah wasn't perfect at it, though. Like, she didn't go to school for architecture. She wasn't very well trained in carpentry and painting and stuff like that. She was literally just a housewife that had come into owning a business and liked it and was kind of going along with it and as the bill continued she made a lot of mistakes but the people she hired just like went with it they were like they were getting paid a lot of money and they were like this isn't gonna work but we'll build it like some rooms led to nowhere because she didn't think about it like there was a door that literally just went to another door into a, a the wall of the hall but it didn't actually go into the hall it's like you open it and it's just like kind of like a little closet but it wasn't supposed to be a closet it was supposed to be like an entryway into both but hallways I love that. but she didn't think it through in her plans because she literally made these blueprints herself and they were like well this lady's really nice and she's paying a lot we'll just make it <laughs> so i honestly think sarah was just like me and crystal she had a lot of great ideas but she was afraid to speak up mm-hmm. and like ask these like she could have just like been like can you help me with these blue plans she just tried to do it all on her own mm-hmm. and just, like, ended up kind of having a Going few extra crazy. closets, I guess. <laughs> There's one stairway that leads up to nothing. It literally leads up into the ceiling. That's awesome, though. Because she didn't think about, like, how, how you would get to up. the second floor. So it literally is a spiral staircase. It's really cool. You can look at pictures of the black spiral staircase, and it just goes up into the ceiling. That's so amazing. I like it, but I don't know. Not for everybody. It adds character to the house, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It, you're, you're literally going to be... It's a house that nobody else has. Yeah. Who has a random staircase? No. I do. No, we do. Yeah, I, I Winchester love it. house, too. I love it. But just like any folklore or supernatural story, you have hush whispers off to the side. Sarah was a different type of wealthy person. She was not a Donald Trump. And I'm just <laughs> using that as... Because we all know Donald Trump. He's very eccentric. He likes yeah. to... Spend money. He's going to spend his money, and he wants you to know he spent his money, even though the whole casino that he did, that well, literally I guess it'd went be bankrupt. More, and I guess it should be more accurate to say, like, Elon Musk or... See, I kind of like Jeff Elon ben. Musk. Oh, I hate Elon Musk. I feel like Elon Musk is he eccentric, is, but later on down the road, he's going to do stuff he, that helps us. No, I think this man is the biggest 
POS on the planet. He is literally just trying to rule and create an oligarchy. Did you see where he's trying to buy hospitals now so that he can give nurses better pay? That's bullcrap. But I don't know if that's true. That's bull. But if it's true, crap. that would be amazing. No, he does he does those things just to make people look good because he's trying to divert from the fact that he bought Twitter and Well, Crystal's not going to like me cuz I I literally at the bottom of this paragraph mentioned Elon Musk again. No, he's Same a piece right of crap. There. The Elon only Musk. billionaire that I even sort of like is Mark Cuban. I can agree. Because Mark Cuban, I feel like, is one of the few that puts money where his mouth is. Anyway, she did not fit that criteria in Hollywood. This isn't really Hollywood, but you get what I'm saying. California, you know, San Jose, a lot of rich rich people. people. She didn't fit that. She didn't like to attend parties. She did not go to parties at all. Parties were not her thing. She did not dress up. She didn't care about that. She did not like spending... I'm going to say this, even though she's literally building her house. She did not like to spend money on herself. That makes sense. She liked to build her house. That was her thing. Thing. It was her hobby, I guess. It was a very expensive hobby. Five million dollars. She ain't gonna go buy twelve new dresses just because they're pretty. To go to a party. Yeah. No, no that's not that her. was not her. Um, ch- charities weren't her thing. Um, just because you have a lot of money does not mean that you have to continuously be dropping a bunch of money on charities. That's just my opinion. Oh, I boy. would. I personally would, but I don't think just because you have buttloads of money, you have to just because society makes you think oh, you I have do. to. I do. But, I mean, I would. I feel like I if would you give away. have that much money, you should be giving it away. But she does. But she's that type of person that she doesn't broadcast. This is what I'm saying. You're going to like her. Oh, yeah, her. I don't think you should broadcast you're that gonna you're giving You're going to like money. her. All these people were saying this stuff not knowing that she was doing this all along. And that's how you should be. Yes. But. And she was 100% not into politics. She hated politics. I could see her not liking it. She hated politics. She did not want to be included in it. She felt like it brought out the worst in people. She felt it was all about money and greed, which I agree. And that was just not her. She was a... She was the antithesis You know, yeah. She just enjoyed being home and around her family. She literally, in a few interviews with the newspaper that she did, that was the thing she raved about. I like my home. I'm very prideful of what I've built, what I've used my money to do. And I love spending time with my family, her sisters and her nieces. That was her thing. So basically, Sarah is me, except I don't make $25,000 a day. Yeah, neither do I. I also like to stay home and spend time with my family, and I don't like to spend money on myself. (laughs) I bought one quesadilla and a smoothie earlier, and I felt bad because I didn't get anything for my husband or my kids. But, you know, that's just how I love spending money on myself. You have to treat yourself. You have to treat yourself. Every day is a treat. But that was how Sarah was. You know, she will do for others. She will do for everybody. But for some reason, these people in California could only write bad stuff about her. And then when she didn't feed into it. I wonder if there was somebody that hated her. Oh, I talk about that. We're going to. And if if she didn't respond, then they're like, well, then she's got a bunch of ghosts in there. She's got a bunch of ghosts. Don't go to her house. Don't go to anything she's doing. She's got ghosts, you know. And... mm, I don't know. I don't blame her. Society has literally made us think that we have to uphold this type of image. If you don't, especially if you have money. Mm-hmm. And a lot of rich people go broke doing this. A lot of rich people literally go. How many people have won the lottery mm-hmm. and are broke again because they felt like they had to buy this expensive house, this expensive car, get a bunch of clothes. When really they could have invested it. They got a, could have got a smaller Casey. home. Yeah. 
invested it, maybe got a couple Airbnbs to run. I don't a few know rentals. if I, I don't know if I should be saying this on the podcast, but like case in point, my husband delivered a car today. That's a uh, older lady paid for in cash. That was a six figure car, like six figures. She paid for it in cash. And I was like, man, her house is going to be nice. Tyler got there and he was like, no, it was just a normal, everyday, really she's up, average she's house. She's trying to and, uphold that image. And well, you know, he said it was a normal, everyday, average house. Like it didn't look like it cost a million dollars. He's like, it looked like just like a normal house. And I was like, I bet that house was 100% paid for. She bought this nice car for herself paid for she don't owe anybody anything because she's probably good enough with her money that she doesn't need to anything. finance anything she just yeah. wanted a nice car and that's so how she you do it. it they say if you have cash to do it which not very many people have that yeah. to do it but yeah i don't know she just wasn't fitting the mold and she wasn't buying into you know the rumors yeah. so the rumors just she wasn't trying to keep up with anybody the rumors started up even more and she was building a house so that she could run from these ghosts that followed her from connecticut that people made up in their mind i don't know um probably some woman was mm-hmm. jealous of her um didn't have as much money wasn't as creative imaginative as sarah didn't have you know big of a house didn't have as much money um sarah's very beautiful to me she didn't have very many pictures of herself this is why i also liked her she wasn't very vain she didn't have a lot of murals and pictures taken she has two known pictures of her one in her one in her 20s right before she gave birth to annie and then one in her 70s slightly before she died and she was taking a horse-drawn carriage down through san francisco Oh, wow. Um, I think she was just trying to do like a little last hoorah. I feel like she probably felt like she was going to die soon. I don't know. That's very morbid to say. Um, but jealousy is a hell of a disease. For some reason, people believe when she finished the house, Sarah would pass away. So she continued the construction. That's another conspiracy, which who freaking came up with this one, y'all? Like what? <laughs> I've that, heard that one. I have heard. That's what the movie's based on, the Winchester movie, that there's a ghost and there's a ghost of her daughter. But for some reason in the movie, the ghost is like 10 or 12 and her daughter was like a month old when she passed mm. away. It makes no The movie honestly does not make any sense. It's because it's rumors, y'all. There's nothing to back this up. I'm sorry if you came to this one something spooky scary. I'm just giving you cold, hard facts. But. I just think Sarah was a lonely woman who had lost everything and wanted to keep busy. She was a homebody, so she kept busy by working on her home continuously. There was an article written, actually, about Sarah. Several. The the newspaper that was in San Jose and San Francisco and, uh, what is it, Santa Clara or... I'm so sorry. I'm really bad with California names. Santa Clara is down south. Santa Clara. Well, those three newspapers Mm -hmm. constantly wrote about this woman. Don't know why. They were obsessed. That's fan behavior. They should have just got Sarah's autograph to move on. Um, but when you have money, people love to write about you for some reason. And in 1893, the United States experienced somewhat their first depression. Kind of. We know it wouldn't be the last. And people were furious with Sarah that she was building this extravagant house and not helping the people in San Jose. They were, like, outraged. They would, like, camp outside the gates of her home. Okay. Like, weren't you giving us money? That's a bit much. That's much. Like, this is what I'm talking about. Um, I guess we're going to talk about Mr. Elon Musk. (laughs) I'm laughing now. Mr. Elon Musk and how he can Um, get rid of world hunger in one day. Yes. That's not 
her job. It's not Sarah's job. It isn't, it's the whole reason for having a government system, is it not? The government is supposed to help us and keep stuff in regulation. And um, that's but why Elon's we have. taking advantage of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see that. But he really um, could. Broad hunger. And I just day. use this as an experience because I literally saw this on Twitter mm-hmm. as I was writing this. And there's a lot of people pissed about Elon buying Twitter and that he should have taken that money and cured world hunger. He could. And he could. And in the United Nations, he even challenged the United Nations and said, hey, show me how I could. And they gave him a, they literally retweeted with a form that was a literally a whole list of how he could literally put that money and today, do, and he didn't do it. And I do, I did see some where he said that's in his future plans, and we'll just have to see. Well, we'll just have to, it's you literally had to put faith in somebody. I we have don't zero know. faith in him. We don't know. I just used him as a reference because what they're doing to Elon is basically what they were doing Sarah in 1895. Okay, agree to disagree. I mean, <laughs> do you think that Sarah should have give gave her all her money away to feed these people? Um, I think she should have made the initiative to, if people were suffering, to actually try. But I don't know if she wasn't because you haven't told me because you said that she gave a lot of money away in private. That's why I said this literally, this whole folklore is hearsay because throughout this, Sarah was giving people jobs. She was paying people. See, I don't know about it. See, she was donating money to several organizations in california but people were slandering her name and just telling just painting this picture that she was this woman that is just spending this entire she was hoarding her wealth her hoarding her wealth and spending her entire fortune that she inherited from her husband dying on this house yeah and it wasn't she was being enti- a nice person. the entire time she was doing but she was that stuff uh what is that saying or whatever do stuff even when nobody's looking That's yeah basically integrity. like yeah like, basically, don't advertise that you're helping and feeding this poor person. Like, don't put your camera in front of their face. Just do it out of the goodness of your heart. Don't brag about it. Yeah. Well, they did not like how Sarah was spending her money. money her. So, they sparked continuous rumors. I'm Like, when I'm, I'm not being dramatic, they had a lot of papers about her. A mm-hmm. lot of stories. This is how the folklore originally started. And that everybody started coming up with this story that the house was haunted. And nobody should go to it. And if you go to this house, if you work on this house, stuff is going to happen. Which stuff did happen to the workers. But that's normal. But it's the amount that they was being worked it's on. It's a huge house. It was very tall. There was a lot of work. This was 1895 when they started. Mm-hmm. They don't have the technology that they have today. Some, I'm just going to say it, some people don't do their jobs very well. Yeah. And it's human error that get yourself hurt. But I did see one theory that said her building wasn't paranormal, but that of kind-heartedness. And there's a lot of people that believe this, and I'm leaning toward this one. It sounds mm-hmm. very feasible because of the economic downfall many men in the area were without work mm-hmm. it was a depression they couldn't afford to pay their workers so a lot of people lost their job back then that's what a depression mm-hmm. is she would employ them bring them to her to work for her to kind of bring her vision to life she would make these blueprints mm-hmm. hire all these people and pay them very well during this depression. Oh, that's cool. Lots of men, like 40, 50 men. Yeah. So that's a lot of families being fed. fed. So she probably couldn't hire every man in town. Like San oh, Ho- obviously. Even back then, San Jose was still a fairly big yeah. town. So She could do her part. And from what I could find and stuff, she paid them very well. And she even gave them the summer months off. 
Oh, that's because nice. she said it was way too hot to work. She said if I'm not comfortable outside, then how would they feel comfortable working that's outside? That's sweet. Yes. I thought that was very sweet. And, you know, I can see that. It's, I, don't want no, I wouldn't want to work out in that heat. So she said you didn't have to. And when the winter got too harsh, they also didn't have to work during that. So the, the construction wasn't con- continuous. continuous. She gave these men breaks. If you become a homebody because of, you know, constant death, death in your life. And she was she was working through some things, loneliness. She had her sisters. She had her nieces. But it's not it's not the same. You know. It's not a family. She had lost They're her. They're not there every single day. So this was, like you said, this was her hobby. Mm-hmm. So losing your entire family and working through this, a way to give back to your community, especially during an economic downfall, depression, is to hire people to work on your house. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes she would give them like really small jobs, have them come over, and then pay them like a stack of cash. That's great. Come paint this room. Come paint this outside. Like she changed the outside color of the house several times. Oh wow! And paid them to do it. That's crazy. So it was like, I wonder if at a certain point she was doing it just as an excuse to pay people. I think so to give the money away. Like she didn't. Like, just she, like she didn't. Like maybe it was like a pride thing for people. Like she knew people wouldn't just, just take, take it. And these were men back then, and you know, men don't just. Take and it was money. a depression. Yeah. So, so men aren't just. They aren't just going to take the money willy nilly. I. Really, I they say this is a theory, but I really, truly think that, this is what that she makes did. the most sense to me. Like the re- the whole reason that she just did the house the way she is because she was just finding work for people. She and just she didn't like to leave the home, so she didn't really go into town much. So like she couldn't really like go out in town and be like, if you do this for me, I'll give. You. So it's like you come here, work for me, do jobs like this, stuff like that. And the house is beautiful. If you look up pictures, I'm sure that me and Chris will make up a little thing or something for y'all to see the house. And like I said, you can go and do tours. It is gorgeous. It is a, not a bright yellow, but kind of like almost the color of the shorts Crystal has on so like right the, now. Almost a mustard yellow. Mustard yellow. I know y'all can't see that. I've been pointing and showing things that y'all can't. This is why we need the Twitch streams. All the time. Okay. Um, but I would love for us to travel to San Jose, California, one day to take one of the tours they have mm-hmm. Monday through Friday. Me and Crystal aren't a huge fan of California. That's just our personal. No, I don't love it. Nothing against any of our listeners that are in California. It's just not a cup of tea. Like probably some of y'all. Well, Louisiana. I mean, is well, I'll not. say it, I really enjoyed Northern California, like Northern Northern California, like Northern like Oregon border California. I really liked that. I've been to San Francisco. The airport was huge, got lost. Outside of San Francisco was huge, got lost. A <laughs> lot of traffic, but it was beautiful. I love big cities though, so. But I, it overwhelms me. I'm very anxious. But I would love to go to San Jose. This area where it's at is a little bit smaller, so I mm-hmm. think we could handle that. And I think that would just be really cool to go and just explore, explore and see it. It's just really, it has really, uh, what do you call it, scalloped trim on the outside i love that it's that mustard yellow and then the frame around the windows are like a not a white but like a cream so it's like that cream with the mustard and it's got some hints of a hunter green oh and it just she really did have visionary for architecture and design oh i love it just like the whole i don't know but when Sarah passed in 1922, she left over a million dollars to a hospital back home oh, wow. in New Haven, Connecticut, actually where she had her daughter Annie. Oh, wow. That's nice. So, over a million dollars. 
Um, she donated a good bit to other organizations around California. The rest of her fortune was left to her niece, Marion Mariette, which is one of her. Wait, like the hotels? Is oh, it like I don't Marriott? Know. Is or... it Marriott? I said Marriott. Or Marriott. Maybe it is. Can Marriott, I Google? Marriott? I'm Google. Oh, did I not know this? I don't know, but I'm going to Google. Well, I was mispronouncing it, so maybe that's why. <laughs> I said Marriott, and that's not even at all. Marion Marriott. Yeah. I want to Google. But while Crystal Googles that, it's just crazy to me. These people started all these rumors, really slandered her name in the newspapers, made her seem like... newspapers? News? I'm sorry, I had to. Papers! I can't speak today. Um, But, and then she just left almost everything to charities and hospitals. That's awesome. She left some of her stocks and her fortune to her niece. She gave the house up. That's amazing. The house was put up for um, auction, and she even donated some to these very newspapers and stuff that were slandering her name. That's awesome. And they had a record that all those years, she was giving money away to charities. She was giving money away to people. That it, It's very similar to, like, the um, giving pledge that the Gates created, where you pledge to give away, like... 99% of your fortune when you die to, like, charity. You don't give it away to, like, your family. You just give it away to charity. Well, she gave a little bit to her niece because I think at that time her sisters had passed and it, and her niece, she didn't want her to be without, you know, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, almost everything went to organizations, charities, hospitals. She left a good chunk to California because she said after she passed she wanted California to continue to flourish. Okay. That's nice. But Sarah, to me, really was an amazing woman in my eyes. I think she was amazing. I don't think she was crazy. I think she just went through a lot of trauma that people don't understand unless they've walked in those shoes, unless they've lived that life. And it's very easy, even today, for newspapers to paint this picture of you. And all it takes is one story. And then you're that crazy lady that lives in a haunted house because... (laughs) Your husband owned a company that sold rifles. So, I'm sorry this wasn't spooky. It wasn't scary. It was a nice little history lesson, But, though. yeah, I wanted to kind of go through it, tell you about the house itself, talk about Sarah, talk about the Winchester company, and kind of talk about what happened afterwards and the thing that she's she's held. So, basically, San Jose is probably still a well-flourishing thing today because of Sarah Winchester. That's pretty cool. Leaving all that money behind. But, uh, yeah, did you Google? Was I it did, true? but she has no, like, Marion Marriott doesn't have a Wikipedia page. And the only thing I could find about the guy who owned it is... Um, but that is all that I have for today. Unfortunately, we didn't find anything on Marion... Marriott, Marriott, Mar- I don't know. It didn't say anything special, so we don't know. Maybe, maybe not. That'll be the next conspiracy theory that that's where the money for the Marriott hotel Maybe, but I literally could not find anything. There was no reports of ghosts. None of the family members spent that spent time there. You know, if there's a Hollywood movie, they're going to exaggerate. Like, in the movie, they the ghost is way older. Her daughter's, like, 12, and her daughter I was one like, month old. I feel like... Someone should write this. If this is not already a thing, someone take this idea for me. Someone needs to write a history thesis on her. 
If they haven't already, hopefully there's someone has written one, but there needs to be one. I would love to read that. I would too. I'm going to look it up. The little bit that I found about her, I mean, I, I c- still have my JSTOR account, so I'll look it up. I couldn't find anything bad. Like it was, she kept people employed. She just had a lot of, she had a lot of ideas. She had a lot of blueprints of stuff that she wanted to build in other parts of California to help California that she thought would bring money in. Like, mm-hmm tourists basically to keep people coming here because she knew that you know the depression was happening and she did have money she could help but i think she just got too old makes sense and and didn't get to it yet Mm -hmm. and then sounds like she was a good person though yeah and then those blueprints probably got lost and sold the house ended up being bought like i said she put five million dollars into it over the the i think 25 years that she had it Mm -hmm. about five million dollars and it, it auctioned for 5000 and it was purchased by a roller coaster maker in California. He made most of the roller coasters that are at, like, the theme parks and stuff. That's crazy. And I don't know if his family, like, still owns it today. It's now just basically a museum, and they do tours and stuff of the house and it's like owned by california i know it was made in 1972 like uh what do you call it where it's uh oh what is it called like a national like a historic site historic site yeah 1972 it was made a historic site by like the national national register of historic yeah yeah yeah, but that is all that I have for you today. I'm sorry this wasn't spooky, but maybe it made you look at this folklore or like the Winchester family in the Winchester house in a different perspective. I kind of just wanted to do this episode differently mm-hmm. because it was spooky, but not really. Man, a lot of the stuff, these po- other podcasts and these documentaries stuff, they really were dragging her through the mud, the really. mud and she just went through a lot and she was just trying to... Do what you could with this money. That's a lot of money for somebody to have. Mm-hmm. And then you have people wanting it. They think you should give it to them. And then you also want to use it to do good things. So it's like you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. But I feel like Sarah did a very good job with I'm looking at a picture of it. it now and I really like it. It's beautiful. And that's literally all from her mind. That is gorgeous. They it's so. Interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, the carpenters and the builders did it and stuff, but that's literally from. It's so her interesting design. looking. Yeah, but okay. Well, uh, affirmation time, everybody. Eat food, feed your body, take your pills, brush your hair, brush your teeth, take a shower, uh, take care of yourself, make a friend, try to make a friend if you can't. Um, talk to somebody, message someone, tell someone that you love them, look in a mirror and tell yourself that you love yourself. Yes, to all of that. Um, I can't think of anything else, but I meant every single word of that. So if you don't do it, then you're in trouble. And if you made it this far, just thank you so much for all of our new listeners and our continued listeners. We've literally had almost 500 downloads in the past week two weeks ish which like, is hilarious to me because i always have to remember that downloads who downloads podcasts so if you're the person who downloads them keep doing it yeah thank you 500 in the past like week and a half it's 
which means it's probably like five times that in streams. We were literally looking at our all-time ones, and it's like where it's been. It's like a steady line, and it like just shoots up for the month of April. Yes, we love it. Okay, well, I think two little boys downstairs missed their mom. Yes, my recording time is, is over. Yeah, so everyone have a great day, and we love you. Bye. Bye.